Is our world falling apart or falling into place? Find out on today's episode of A View from the Wall. Join I Am A Watchman Ministries Managing Editor Joe Kerr with co-host Dylan Burroughs, bringing you a fascinating discussion regarding the importance of Bible prophecy and Christian living today as it relates to our responsibility as believers to be watchmen. This is A View From The Wall. Welcome to A View From The Wall. I'm Dylan Burroughs together with co-host Joseph Kerr, and we are honored to join with you again today. If you see today's headlines, you'll notice an array of violent protests, the destruction of statues, and even growing antagonism toward our law enforcement. What is behind these disturbing trends? Well, today we'll talk with worldview expert Jill Martin Ritchie, who shares how today's growing non-biblical worldview closely connects with the increased apostasy the Bible predicts will occur in the end times. Author and radio host Jill Martin Ritchie holds degrees from Oral Roberts University and California State University. She is the co-founder of Walter Martin Ministries and the radio station WAJC in the Twin Cities area where many of you hear our program. Jill is the author and co-author of many books including The Kingdom of the Occult and Through the Windows of Heaven. She also serves as managing editor for Walter Martin's 45-year bestseller The Kingdom of the Cults. Jill, welcome to A View from the Wall. Thanks for having me, Dylan and Joe. Oh, great to have you with us again. You're a frequent guest on Jan Markell's program, and many of our friends listen to you there as well. So as we discuss whether our world is falling apart or if it's falling into place, in many ways it comes down to our worldview, and that's what we want to talk about today. Let's start off by talking about what is the importance of our biblical worldview, especially considering the events of 2020. Yeah, that's a great question. The Bible is a supernatural book. So God is supernatural, and when Jesus rose from the dead, that was supernatural. So we are a people who believe in the supernatural. That's things outside of this natural realm, the spiritual things that cannot be seen. So we should have a, a worldview that is the polar opposite of those who do not believe this. And that means that we stand in the faith and power of a supernatural, omniscient, omnipresent God. And he loves us and he made promises to us to help us in these kinds of circumstances. We want to be able to draw on the supernatural power of God. And that means ask him for things. When I am facing difficult situations, I go to the Lord and say, hide me in the shadow of your wings, just like David did. And he says that he gives us hope in these circumstances. And so you see this theme all the way through scripture. You see, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. That's Romans 12, 2, one of my favorite verses, because it tells us what to do, to take action. Be joyful in hope, even though we don't feel it. And then finally, one of my very favorite verses, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And as people of God, we have this incredible joy, not something we manufacture. Joy is a lot different than happiness. (laughs) Joy is deep. It is a spiritual thing that bubbles up like a fountain inside of you when you spend time with the Lord and when you read his word. And he promises, he says, the joy of the Lord is is your strength. It is also your protection. And that is something I've experienced in my life, especially during the writing 
of the kingdom of the occult. I think one of the reasons why, and I've seen it in Christians, I'm sure you have as well, Jill, I think part of the reason why there is a sense of hopelessness right now comes back to that Christian worldview. We've enjoyed uh, several hundred years of history in this country where our Christian worldview largely overlapped the governing principles of our nation, right down to this civil way we treat one another and debate issues we don't agree on. And as we see that change, is there a chance that that gets restored in America, or where is that headed? Yeah, that is, an, that is really uh, such an excellent argument, too, because you look at what's happened in the past and how we were a Christian country. We're raised, our roots are so deeply into biblical values. And as a history professor, I teach this all the time. Who are we? Who are we in the scope of history? If you go back and look at history, you will see that it is founded and rooted in the Word of God. And we even have diaries. I I was just looking at a diary the other day back, I think it's dated 1643, of a young man by the name of Roger Williams, who came to America on the East Coast, Long Island. And he came to talk to the Native American tribes and to share his faith with them. And he recorded everything. He recorded their language, their beliefs. He recorded their conversations. And in that, we see, again, the roots of biblical truth and how it goes way back to even before our country began. So we do have strength in that. We have that history. And it has been, I remember, as a young kid, you know, thinking I didn't have to deal with any of these things that we're dealing with today because people went to church on Sunday in my neighborhood and neighborhoods all over the place. Sunday morning, you saw all kinds of cars leaving to go to church and people even dressed up for church. (laughs) It was, it was a totally different world. And when you grow up in that to suddenly see things change, is a very difficult thing to wrap your mind around. And so I can understand why people are struggling today with a sense of loss. And that's where the grief comes in, a sense of loss, a sense of grief. But God always gives us this wonderful sense of imminence in his word. He says, look up. Times are dark, but look up. Look for me. Watch for me. Be careful how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, in Ephesians 5.15, making the best use of time because the days are evil. So we are going to have this waxing and waning of evil in this world, and there may be times before the Lord comes when we do see people coming to him like they have been over this lockdown. There have been many, many stories of people, churches, their attendance online is just absolutely booming. Why? Because people are being drawn back to God because of all of these things. So we can't say that's not going to happen because it is happening. People are turning back to God. And so I think you're going to see this waxing and waning of people being drawn to God. And then, of course, in our human nature, wandering back away from Him and being drawn to him again as history shows us until the Lord comes again. 
Those are such encouraging words. And we are talking with Jill Martin Ritchie. We'll be back with more here in a moment on A View from the Wall. Stick with us. From I Am a Watchman Ministries, here's today's I Am a Watchman Minute. The I Am a Watchman Ministry believes the rapture can happen at any time. Are your friends and loved ones spiritually prepared for the return of the Lord? Because the I'm a Watchman ministry is concerned about those who will be left behind, we've created a new resource called the Rapture Kit. This resource is profiled on rapturekit.org website. Rapture Kits are designed to help individuals share their faith before the rapture and provide both spiritual and practical information for those not taken in the rapture. The digital resource includes nine ebooks, a dozen teaching videos, evangelistic tracts, a Bible, a 120 page digital binder of helpful information, and more. Please visit rapturekit.org for additional information on this potentially life saving resource. Be bold, be faithful, be a watchman. I am a watchman.com. Welcome back to A View from the Wall. This is Dylan Burroughs along with Joseph Kerr, and we've been talking with Jill Martin Ritchie about the importance of our Christian worldview in today's society. And for example, today in the violent protest following the Breonna Taylor verdict, one New York protester shouted over a loudspeaker and, and marked these words. These came directly from the news. It says, Forget turn the other cheek, one protester said over a loudspeaker outside the Brooklyn Arena. We're way past that. It's eye for an eye now. Uh, that's disturbing to me. Uh, but Jill, comment on this. What is the danger of people misusing God's word to support radical worldviews in our nation today? Well, Satan's always done that. So it's not a surprise that human beings do that. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? We hear that all the time. We say that to each other all the time. But when you really focus on what that means, we don't fight against flesh and blood. Again, back to the supernatural. And I think when you see that rage that is just sweeping across America. To me, that is almost a manifestation of the satanic rage, that he's not able to accomplish what he wants to accomplish at the moment he wants to accomplish it. And so people are enraged. And strange things happen, too. There was an incredible uh, article I ran across this morning from the HuffPost, Huffington Post of all places, And it's about a 40-year-old attorney and mother, it says, who lives in a quiet neighborhood with a yard and a garage full of scooters and soccer balls. I am not the type of person who would normally consider becoming a Satanist, but these are not normal times. And the headline on this article is, The Death of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg Pushed Me to Join the Satanic Temple. Now, that that is not a normal what we would consider a reasonable, logical choice. That, I believe, is a choice based on rage. So again, recognizing who we are as spiritual beings and the supernatural power that we have access to through God, the greater power and the weaker power that is coming against us but has enough strength to disrupt our lives. It comes back to that Christian worldview, which is basically just 
the foundational beliefs that inform your decisions, what you do, how you act, where you go, who you befriend, all of those things. And what you just said reminded me of that G.K. Chesterton quote, um, paraphrasing, because he said it in whatever, 1600 and something, and it was very ancient English. But um, basically, he said, when people choose not to believe in God, the danger is not that they'll believe nothing. The danger is that they'll fall for anything. And what you just talked about, that lady in the headlines, is a perfect example of that. The mass protests and things turning into riots, they don't know what they're protesting for. They're just falling for anything. Does the lack of a Christian worldview just open people up to anything? That's dangerous. Yeah. I mean, if you're not going to turn to God, then what is there that's left? And that's the really scary part. They think they are going to something that is strong but they are really going to something that is weak. And it's weak from the standpoint that it cannot compare to the power that God has. And that's what they're choosing because, again, there's this rebellious heart, the rebellious heart that does not want God. And I will take anything and anyone other than God. And it's really sad because if this particular attorney, mom, 40-year-old mom, would do research into who the Satanic Temple really is, they would find out that the things they began teaching were not these uh, non-religious things that the Satanic Temple is promoting now, but they originally promoted the reality of Satan, and they placed him over God. They deleted that from their website. Um, Thanks to the Wayback Machine, we can go and take little clips of things to find out what was on their website. And And in the book that just came out that we did called The Kingdom of the Cult's Handbook, there is an appendix there on the Satanic Temple. And in that, I document everything, the way the Satanic Temple started, what they truly believe, and all the things that disappeared from their website. But this particular attorney, she seems to appear to be intelligent, but again, it's a spiritual issue. She didn't look, she's enraged, so she didn't go look at who they really are. And that comes down to what the Bible has taught for years, and that is the doctrine of the demons. So when you look at the evil that's in the world today, they're promoting the doctrine of the demons, which is taught in Scripture. And that's been taught in Scripture, and that's been taught in pulpits for centuries. And that is that Satan promotes a doctrine, an actual doctrine. And that doctrine represents itself as pure religion and as truth and as everything good. And then it directly attacks Jesus. It says that he's not God in human flesh and that Christ was simply an idea, an idea, the God idea in him. So you can see how they start to attack Christianity. They go to Jesus as one of many equally good ways. He's an aspect of the truth secret knowledge is of the future you can have outside of God. So see, they start pointing to the supernatural too. And as you go into these rebellious things, you start seeing the level of spiritual power, the spiritual warfare that is happening there. And we are seeing that on our streets today. It doesn't make sense. My father used to teach us that when things did not make sense, what just happens? What does this mean? This makes no sense at all. My father used to say, when that happens, then there is the smell of sulfur in the air. 
because you are in a spiritual warfare zone where things don't make sense from the fleshly standpoint, the human standpoint, but they make sense from the spiritual. And that, I think, is what we are seeing behind the riots today, the level of rage, the lies. I mean, look at the lies coming out across our airways, just flat out lying. And you can find that out yourself by comparing what they say to actual facts of the situation. Brianna Taylor, like you mentioned, Joe, is a perfect example of that. The lie that has been out there for months now is that it was a no-knock warrant. And that has turned out to be false. So there you go. I mean, an example of the lies coming out there and the damage. What damage has that done? Yes. Well, so much of what you said is exactly what we're seeing today. Things that don't have a normal human explanation, but have to be looked at with spiritual eyes because they are spiritual attacks. When we come back on A View from the Wall, we'll talk more about this. So stick with us. The Bible predicts the rapture of the church is coming. Are you ready? Soon many will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Only they will escape the dark days that are coming, a time of tribulation that will usher in the Antichrist and great destruction upon the entire earth. There's only one escape, one way, one light, one truth. His name is Jesus. He came and died so that we may live forever with Him. But to receive this new life, there are three things we must do. The ABCs of salvation. A. Admit you're a sinner and that you need a Savior. Ask for forgiveness and receive His grace. B. Believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that He came, lived, died, rose again, and will come again. Believe that He is Lord and God. C. Commit to walk His path the path He wants you to walk, and walk it out by faith. Then you'll be ready for the return of the Lord. To learn more about the rapture and how to know for sure, visit amiraptureready.org. to a view from the wall. This is Dylan and Joe, and we've been talking with Jill Martin Ritchie about the importance of understanding our biblical worldview and the impact it has on the issues of our day. For example, if you look at Matthew 24, Jesus describes the last days. He says, for example, in verse 4, watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. So Jesus was not surprised. He predicted these events that we see in our world today and the ones that will continue to happen in the future. But as we talk about this, Jill, take a moment to share about some of the applications for our time today. Even though Jesus predicted it, it's still hard to go through as we deal with it on a daily basis as believers. It is, and I don't know about you, but I never thought that I would love to see the day, as Jan Markell says, I never thought I would see the day when some things that we see today are happening. It just leaves you standing there almost with your mouth open because it's just so over the top. And again, I think that goes back to the rage, the warfare, spiritual warfare, and the rage that has been let loose in the world. And so I always go when I see these things 
back to the source of strength. People, I think, uh, that I've talked to a lot when we talk about the Word of God, um, we as human beings tend to look at books as being books. You know, what's written down on paper is written down on paper, and that's all there is to it. But that's not what God says about the Word of God. He says it is alive. What does that mean? Alive. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It means that the Word of God actually has the power to touch you inside of your heart and mind and transform you. This power that we have in the Word of God can touch our hearts and minds and give us the strength to do what we need to do and to handle the things that are coming against us in the world, a power outside of ourselves. I always go to the promises God gives us. We have the promise of His presence. In Hebrews 13, 5, I will never leave you. I will never leave you. In his protection, I am your shield. In Genesis 15, 1. And this incredible promise that I will help you. I will help you. Isaiah 41, 10. And that God's power is there for us to access. He says, I will strengthen you. I will help you. Yes. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So you have this healing power and a word of God that is not just printed on a page. It is alive. And it can touch and heal you when you're hurting in your heart. And it can give you courage and strength to face a lot of the darkness that we are facing today. So I always go to him. Think about this. How many? How much time did Jesus spend talking to his father. I mean, in the Gospels, we hear that he was always going to pray. And it's that strength in prayer that brings us closer to God and strength in studying his word that gives us the tools we need. So when we say put on the whole armor of God, which is something we all hear over and over again, right? But when when it says put on the whole armor of God, to do that, if you read through what those are, it literally brings you close to him so that you put on your armor. You go close to him and then you put on your armor. The breast, excuse me, the breast plate of righteousness, that's not something that we can do or manufacture. That's a gift from him. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, again, setting and drawing close to him. So we have the power. We will have the depression that comes with dealing with a world that is darkness. You see it in the leaders down through the century in their writings. You see the things they struggled with. We are not alone in that struggle, but we have immense power that we can draw on if we just go to the Lord and spend the time with Him and in His Word. Jill, those are great words for our watchmen. Most of them have a worldview that's strongly Christian. How do they help other people grow that Christian worldview? I think growing a worldview is really rooted deeply in encouragement, encouragement and knowledge that you have from studying and spending time with the Lord. And so you encourage others, you lift them up. I don't think it's by chance at all that you find the most amazing little nuggets of wisdom um, in Proverbs. God put it there for a reason. And those nuggets are what? 
a kind word, what heals, a kind word lifts someone up. And a kind word actually goes deep inside of you to the bones. And encouragement falls within that. So being loving and kind and encouraging others without, you know, holding up the, the baseball bat of you must do this, you must do that. Because people in this particular circumstance especially may feel overwhelmed and may need that extra kindness, may need that extra compassion, and will need your knowledge of the scripture. Study to show yourself approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, rightly interpreting the word of truth. We cannot be ignorant of the Bible. If we are ignorant of the Bible, then we are ignorant of our own defense. And we cannot help others. We can't defend ourselves. If we can't defend ourselves, we can't help others to defend themselves. Is God really the most important thing? Is talking to Jesus really on the top of your priority list? And if it's not, we're going to have a difficult time encouraging others because we don't have those resources. We only have it if we go to the Lord and obey him, study his word, and spend time with him. And he says he will direct our path. He puts us where we are for a reason, right? You know, who are your friends? Who are your family? Who helps you in ministry? And none of those relationships are by chance. You are where God wants you, and he can help you become more active and more helpful in the place that he has put you. Well, we hope you've been encouraged and challenged to the words from Jill Martin Ritchie today. And if you'd like to know more about her ministry, you can find out more at waltermartin.com. You'll find out more about her ministry as well as the ministry of her father, who has a continuing legacy when it comes to worldview and apologetics. And Jill, we appreciate you joining us for today's program. Thanks so much again for being here. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you again for listening and joining us today here on A View from the Wall. We encourage you to join us at IamAWatchman.com or wherever you stream your podcast. You can get this and all of our other episodes, and we look forward to joining you next time on A View from the Wall. A View from the Wall, in association with I Am A Watchman Ministries, exists to equip a worldwide audience with biblical truth, sharing it with others, and being prepared for Christ's imminent return. The team seeks to encourage, inspire, and equip watchmen for such a time as this. For information about the ministry and upcoming events, visit IamAWatchman.com. A View from the Wall is made possible by the team of dedicated pastors, editors, and the many contributors of I Am A Watchman Ministries. To support our efforts, give online at IamAWatchman.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks for listening and join us again next time on A View from the Wall.